I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, my Winning Post colleagues, Joel Marshall and Daniel Nuttall. Well, Joel, Queensland's biggest race day. Uh, it is straight for day. We've also got JJ and 22 previously known variously as the O'Shea Stakes and the Eagle Farm Cup, but now worth $1.2 and Zaki dominates discussions. But the Stradbroke is wide open as always. Yes, indeed it is. Uh, great days racing. A couple of uh, smallish fields there, but the big races have uh, got the big fields. As you said, the Stradbroke, always a, always a highlight at this time of the year. It's a, always a tough race with plenty of chances, and, and this year is no different. Uh, you've got the JJ Atkins. Look, I, I think it's quite open again. Um, there's three horses in single figures, but it wouldn't shock me to see a couple of those that are sort of just early into the double figures, uh, certainly be very competitive. And and as you say, well, the Q22 looks a one-act affair if Zaki turns up and handles Eagle Farm. We, we keep hearing a lot these days that some horses don't handle Eagle Farm. I guess that's the probably the only thing that can beat him. Uh, a lot of the others just have far too much ground to make up. So, look, he probably deserves to be a dollar fifty. Dan, you are speaking to us from Queensland, uh, still grieving over last night's uh, State of Origin result, which you personally attended, but uh, you do get a chance to bounce back by tipping some big winners on Saturday. I was saying to Joel that uh, the Stradbroke is open as usual. Very uh, few favourites have won in recent years. In fact, uh, let's just see, one, two, three, seven, eight of the past nine winners. Been a double figures. The other one was a favourite. That was trekking, but uh, he was a seven dollar favourite. So uh, wide open as you'd expect. A, a big field and a fourteen hundred metre handicap. Uh, and I know that you, you and Joel, in fact, have uh, both set, both settled on the same uh, roughy to win the race. Yeah, that is. So, yeah, without uh, without revealing what it is just yet. Yeah, no, that it is a, a, a obviously the. The pinnacle of Queensland racing, the Stradbroke, and it's such a, um, a great race every every year. This this year, a little bit stronger, I think, than the last than last uh, year's last year's edition taken out by Tie Zone, um, and plenty of chances. And the good thing about this race is, even if the wide draw, the the wide draw doesn't seem to be uh, too much of a detriment as it could be in other races. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to the Stradbroke and. And all the racing in Eagle Farm, I think every race is a really, um, not only a good betting race, but very competitive contest. So, yeah, great, days are, great day of racing, Bucks, as always. Yes, and just in case, listeners, you think that Daniel's uh, clutching his straws there with the wide draw uh, because his selection has drawn rather <laughs> wide. Uh, it does point out that, in fact, uh, barrier 18 of 18 has been the equal most successful down the years. And in recent years, I can uh, advise that... Uh, one, two, three, four, five of the past eight have jumped from 13 or wider. So uh, it's not an urban myth. It is true. We will get to the Stradbroke fairly soon. First, we will take you right through uh, the black type day at Eagle Farm. And it is all black type, no waiting. And we start in race one at 11.29am local. And that is Nova 106.9 Oxlade Stakes, 1,200-metre listed event at set weights for two years old. Daniel? Yeah, tough opener. Um, I think this will be a good form race going forward. You could 
easily make a case for the the, the majority of the field. I'm with one of the odds in the seven, Uncommon James. Um, he's on the quick backup this cold. He, he raced at the Sunshine Coast uh, last Friday night, and it was a dominant performance up to the 1,000 metres. He won with a little bit in the locker there. I think the 1,200 metres he'll relish. Um, and look, concede does come again, does um, rise in grade here for a two-year-old mate on a Friday night at the sunny coast, but I think he's up to these and uh, a very backable price in the opening race. So race one, number seven, my pick. In for second, I've got the one, Connexi. I'm a fan of this gelding. He got a long way back last start at Randwick after drawing um, drawing wide and sort of had his momentum stunted a little bit in the straight. He sort of had to weave a, a passage to find clear air while Park Avenue was able to um, come with an unexpected run down the outside. Very good effort running into fourth, I thought. Ready to peak now third up. Uh, in for third, I've got King High. Uh, uh, like the way he knuckled down late to win at Newcastle. Um, second up. And Lime Soda. Uh, smart debut win. Did beat Uncommon James actually at the Gold Coast. So um, have to give Lime Soda the filly a hope in this as well. My numbers are seven on top of one, six and 13. Yeah, one Connexi for me. Uh, good, at, good at Gosford first up. And then went to Randwick last time out. He was back near that last with the winner on the turn, but the winner came to the outside. He sort of went back to the inside, was held up at a couple of key stages and then finished off well. Uh, hopefully from barrier three, he can settle closer and prove hard to beat. Five in the Congo. Good debut win on the Kensington track, defeating a subsequent winner in Vern. Uh, so <coughs> nothing wrong with that form line. Eight, Tai. Well, the biggest problem with him is his manners. Uh He's played up a few times at trials and track work and certainly back on May 15 where he was a late scratching at the barriers. But his debut win when he did get to the gates was very impressive at Ipswich. So, look, if he makes it there in one piece, he can win. And in for fourth, number 12, Socialist. One from 5, 8 and 12. Race two at Eagle Farm on Saturday is Radio Tab the Wayne Wilson. 1,600 metre standard weight for age, open age, listed, only the eight in it, Daniel. Uh, but you'd think fairly even and, and in the intriguing addition of Delphi from Ireland. Yeah, very much so. I spent a bit of time on this race. So look, it's one of the smaller fields of the, the day, but, um, yeah, very even contest, as you said, and that the... the uh, European import certainly adds a little bit of intrigue. Uh, first up in Australia, I've landed on the two, Mr. Seawolf on top. He's been freshened up since the run in the Hollandale Stakes, a very, a very, um, a very hot Hollandale Stakes, as we've touched on a few times over the last couple of weeks. And um, he, he ran okay there. He finished midfield. He sort of held his ground um, in the field. It wasn't beaten a whole, wasn't beaten well, that far. It was only five lengths from Zaki. A touch, shade over five lengths from Zaki in that race. He's got excellent 1600 meter form. He's won five races over this trip. Um, and he gets a, and he gets the gun ride with James McDonald going on board. So he's on top of the two. I've got the one in next, Kemantari. He's been tackling the Group One races this preparation and hasn't been too far away without winning. It's a little query is they're up to 1600 meters, um, but he has won over the trip before, and um, you know he's one of those horses that can just put him in anything and he'll give a good account of himself. So. He can certainly win. The six, so you win. Uh, rising in grade here after a, a really consistent preparation. Just needs a win. 
and in for fourth. I got profit. Um, looks set for a pretty fruitful campaign. A good win first up, um, rounding up the field at 1,400 metres. He'll only improve up in trip. My numbers, uh, two, one, six, and eight. Well, it's a small field, but it is tricky. Me and Daniel have got uh, six different horses there amongst our picks. I've gone with three Kingsville Dream. I saw that. I think it went up $15 when the market went up on Wednesday morning. It was there for about five minutes, and it wound quickly into about $6. I believe he's retiring after Saturday. He, they were looking at the Stradbroke, but I think that he just run off his legs at 1,200 first up, and they've thought, well, they'll, they'll try and give him the best chance to go out on a winning note, and that's by stepping him up to a mile at weight for age. He's a very classy galloper. I know he's got a you know, a few duck eggs next to his name from that last spring prep. But early in that spring prep, he did run a very good third. I just thought his class might shine through here at, at decent odds. Four, Ranier in for second. He was very good first up at Randwick behind Splintex. Didn't quite get into it at Doombin last time out in the BRC sprint, but I think he's looking for the step up in trip now. A five, Delphi. Big query on this bloke. Four from five. Uh, just uh, sort of a bit of a cameo here, one run and then back for the spring. I think he'll be competitive. An eight profit was heavily backed and won well first up. This is a bit tougher, but uh, I think he's going in the right direction. Three for me from four, five and eight. Race three at Eagle Farm on Saturday. James Squire, Gunsin Classic, 1,600 metres. Set weights for three-year-olds. It is a group three, Daniel. Yeah, Ayrton gets his uh, chance to atone. He was second behind Apache Chase in the Fred Best. Last start. Um, look, seemed to have every chance there. Uh, just couldn't run down that horse. But Tracy Chase is a, is, a, is a very good horse on his day and is hard to run down. We can sort of um, roll along in front, which he which he did. And he'll, I think he'll run a big race in the Stradbroke later in the day. But I think Ayrton can bounce back here. Um, that form, form line with Curran um, since stood up. Curran ran second to Ayrton first up at Caulfield and, and won down the straight easily last weekend. So... Um, I think Ayrton can bounce back, although probably won't dive in at the short price. It is a pretty decent field. I like the one Ellsberg as a horse. He's a very consistent colt. Um, that private eye form first up reads terrifically well. Private eye went and won the Queensland Guineas after finishing second to Ellsberg. And that Queensland Guineas form, with the likes of Cooker Archer, uh, Tumbler Ridge, I think, and a couple others who have come out and won since. So they're the, the two. Uh, without thinking, it is a... Very talented gelding on the up. Uh, did what he expected, the market expected him to do at Sunshine Coast, rising to the mile last start. I think he's got good a good win in store. And in for fourth, I've got a glitter strip. My numbers, uh, two, one, five, ten. Uh, two on top for me. Ayrton, probably a no-bet race for me, uh, unless I play a small Twinella. But, uh, yeah, Ayrton on top. Just couldn't quite get past Apache Chase. Had every chance to do so. Uh, perhaps he's going to be appreciating the step up to 1,600 metres. Seven Punchura will be my Quinella if I decide to play the Kiwi Visitor. Four from seven, including four on the trot. Uh, seems to be coming along pretty well over there, and I think he can measure up to a race like this. One Ellsberg, likely leader, going to be taking plenty of running down, and five without thinking is doing a pretty good job this prep. Uh, two easy wins at the Provincials. Two on top for me, though, from seven, one, and five. Race four at Eagle Farm, Lexus Brisbane Cup, 3,200-metre quality. Uh, a group two, did go down to 2,400 for a while, back up to 3,200. Wouldn't say it's a smashing success based on this seven-horse field, Daniel. 
And with Cariff on top, um, there's no, there'll be no queries about whether he runs out the trip. He won a Sandown Cup over 3,200 metres in the spring. He beat Realm of Flowers that day, and that horse has um, qualified for the Melbourne Cup by winning last month's Andrew Ramson Stakes. So I think um, it will be hardest to beat the one. Got Knight's Order in the game as well. Um, quickly up, sharply up a trip from 2,400 to 3,200 metres after winning the Winter Cup last Saturday. Um, looked to do it nicely, rolling along in front. He maps to get a pretty easy lead in it here. Ron Donella, um, look, she tries her heart out this man. She just can't seem to crack it for a win this preparation. It's been 850 days since her last win, but she's racing very well in tougher races this preparation. In for fourth, we've got the five, Lord Belvedere. One, three, four, five. Yeah, four nights order for me. Got the cash for us last week. I'm happy to butter up again. I think the quick backup will be fine. He looks to get a pretty uh, sort of soft lead up on the pace here, controlling things. He stepped out to 2,800 back in the spring on Melbourne Cup Day. He had 61 and a half there. Um, I thought he ran well enough. He gets in well here with 55 and a half, and I think he can run the extra trip. Two Broom and Rocks in for second, bit of a old sort of veteran campaign of this bloke. Uh, I think he's going along okay. His second and his fourth down in Melbourne were good. And then fourth up in the Premier's Cup, he just sort of kept finding the line quite well. I think step up and distance going to suit him now. One Cariff proved at the trip. That was a good win back in the spring, defeating Realm of Flowers. And three, Rondonella obviously has that Sydney Cup placing to her name. She's just finding it difficult to break through. Four on top for me from two, one and three. First of the big money races at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race five. It is the Sky Racing Q22. As the name suggests, it is over 2,200 metres. Group two, standard weight for age. No doubt designs on getting this up to group one at some stage in the future. And Zaki could be a already, already rated 114 and uh, could be the horse to help this race along its way. Daniel? Yeah, Picks himself, doesn't he? That Durban Cup win uh, was was phenomenal. He made a lot of good horses look second rate there, and um, under wait for age, um, wait for age again. It's hard to see him not not winning this. So clear top pick, the one Zaki nine reloaded. Um, start of the preparation probably wouldn't have thought he'd be sort of in a in a race like this, but he certainly deserves his shot um, after two straight wins. Um, he, we, he had the gun run last start, but rising to eighteen hundred meters, it was a it was a very good win over So You Win, who was in race, who was racing in good form. Rides to twenty two hundred meters, untested at the trip, um, but I think he's worth a place bet in this field. Reloaded, Ladonda V uh, looked didn't, didn't envisage a hundred one shot taking him on in the lead last start, um, and he, he entitled to to knock up there. I thought the Warnable Cup win prior was was very good, albeit on a. Uh, a good week to at Warnable to sort of be up on the speed. In for fourth, I got Toffee Tongue. Just kept trying last start when second there. My numbers, one nine eight fourteen. Yeah, one Zaki on top for me, as uh, touched on earlier. The others just have too much ground to make up, I would have thought. 12, the Candyman, still no jockey. So perhaps they're going to uh, keep him for another day. But I think at 70 to one, he might be the play for... Exotics, uh, he's going along pretty well. Third in the Chairman's two back and then a close-up fifth in the Lord Mayor's Cup. I think he probably should be half his half those odds, really. 11 paths of glory. He was entered for the two-mile Brisbane Cup, but they've kept him back to this 
distance, which I think suits. He looked to just peak on his run a little bit late, I thought, in the Premier's Cup. That was 2,400. So I think back to 22 suits him. And the winner of that Premier's Cup, Spirit Ridge, uh, is having a pretty good prep. He maps to be pretty close to the pace and he'll get his chance. But uh, one on top for me from 12, 11 and 4. First leg of the Quaddy at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race six, Jim Bean Black, Inkler Handicap, 1,200 metre quality listed event. And Daniel, and as we speak, there's 10 left in it. Yeah, really keen on one here, the form of the nine, Garibaldi. Um, look, just was up, rise at the 1,350 in the BRC sprint second up and just doesn't run out a strong 1,350. Um, he did run well. He finished four or fifth, fourth or 15 and, and beat some good horses. Um, but after looming as a winning threat, just sort of peaked on his run there. He's much better suited back to 1,200 metres. His form over this uh, sprint trip is, is very good. Drawn to get a soft one, um, jumping from barrier one and, and I think he can get the job done in a on a uh, yeah quality that will be will be tough to get with the, some of the wider legs later on the day. I think we can go skinny in the first leg and put Garibaldi in there as well as the eleven GTT. Um, very consistent gelding. He dominant win second up at Doombin. Um, really gets through the wet going very well, uh, but he handles all going. His twelve hundred meter form is excellent, and and Ben Thompson get and him get along very well. King of Hastings, foot wide first up, so willing to forgive the margin there. Second up form is uh, very good. And in for fourth, I uh, have the six away game. Thought um, we'll probably improve with probably improve second up, but I, I like the uh, the recent jump out in Victoria. Uh, nine, 11, four, six. Yeah, four King of Hastings for me each way. He didn't have much go right from that outside gate and the Chief to be his first up. Second up last prep, he was a very tough win. He was three wide the trip with 59 kilos at Randwick, and it was a strong win. He then ran on to run pretty well, uh, beaten less than two lengths by Jonker in the Magic Million sprint. We saw Jonker go close in the Kingsford Smith a couple of weeks ago. From barrier two, should be a different ball game to that first up run. So I think he's a good bet each way from nine Garibaldi, as Daniel touched on. I think back to 1,200 inside gate. He's probably, you know, he's probably going to be three back the fence, probably no closer. But if he gets the breaks, he's going to be hard to hold out. Six away game, class filly. Haven't seen her since she dropped out in the surround stakes back in February. Um, assuming she's on her way to the Tats Tiara second up, uh, she'll put herself close to the pace and be competitive. And seven, in good time. Tricky mare to catch. Needs it dry to show her best. She did, she, did, she did beat the boys in the listed Ascot handicap this carnival last year at big odds. So don't be surprised if she bobs up here. She jumped from a wide gate first up in the Helen Coglum and uh, certainly maps to get a softer run here. She might be the knockout runner, but four on top for me from nine, six, and seven. First of the group ones, second leg of the quaddy at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Rate seven, Treasury Brisbane, JJ Atkins, 1,600 metres, set weights for two-year-olds. It is worth a million dollars, Daniel. And I uh, love well, my fun facts. About this particular race is that uh, no filly has won since Linky Dink in 2009, and seven of the past nine winners have been last start winners, including the past three. Daniel, what did you like here? With one is still a maiden, uh, the 11 Yannis, who I've um, been with first and second up. He's just clear he wants 600 metres now. I thought his run in the size was was really good. He had every chance. No excuses, but it just uh, it's really built up, built momentum late, and 
yeah, I think crying out for the mile now. So goes around a big odds again. Um, and I'm thinking he can turn the tables on, or hoping he can turn the tables on um, some of the rivals who beat him home in that size produce at Eagle Farm. Port Louis was dropping back to 1,400 metres last start after a good uh, good run in the Champagne. Didn't have much luck there too back over the mile. Um, I think the 600 metres is much more of benefit to him. Con- Converge, normally an on for, normally had been going um, settling on the speed in his previous races, but from the wide draw, it's just had a long way back and uh, some sort of performance to to fly home and just miss Tiger of Malay. It was adding a string to his bow there. Um, drawn where they'll go from the draw um, here. Well, yeah, he can, now knowing that he can sort of be let, let down and um, save for one last crack at him, but he's drawn well here, so Tim McClark will have options. And in for fourth, Tiger of Malay. Um, very good win last start and hard to not be considered off the back of that performance. 11 on top of five, two and one. Yeah, disappointingly, he's drawn wide again, Port Louis. But uh, going with him here, he was backed off the map in the Champagne Stakes at this distance back in the autumn. Carnival at Randwick, and it was a, a very good run after getting back a long way at the start. Again, drew wide in the size produce at Eagle Farm. Hugh Bowman sort of weaved his way through. He looked the winner at the 250, and I just think he peaked on his run. Uh, and even though Converge ran past him there, I just think Hugh will probably hold Port Louis up a little bit longer on Saturday. I think he'll be uh, absolutely on the on the ball here for the grand final five to beat. Number 13, in for a roughie, three wise men. Edward Cummings got that first group one last week with Dewis. Uh, I think this bloke will run a, a good race for him here. He's had three starts. He's been thereabouts all three runs. I know he's a maiden, but to buy divine profit out of a reduced choice mare, I think he's going to love stepping up in distance. I think he's the best roughie to converge. He couldn't miss that run in the size, uh, as Daniel said, drawn better, so no doubt he'll be settling closer. And 10, Kate Breton, two for two. Uh, couldn't knock his win at Rose Hill last week. He looked beaten, I thought, at the 200 by 100 proof, but he knuckled down and, and won well. Uh, just uh, going to respect a horse that uh, hasn't been beaten yet. Five for me from 13, two and 10. Yeah, well, interesting. Uh, you mentioned Kate Breton there, Joel, because Chris Waller... Uh, as I've written in the publications this week, uh, is a maiden in four of Australia's five Group 1 two-year-old races, but this one he has won three times, which in fact means that he is the winningest trainer in the history of the race. And his past two have come up from wins in uh, non-black type races in Sydney, which is the pattern that Cape Breton is following. And uh, obviously uh, Daniel tipping a... Walla runner as well. The big runner, uh, the big race at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race eight, third leg of the quaddy, TAB, a Stradbroke handicap of 1,400 metres, and it is worth $1.5 million. Daniel. I'm with subpoenaed here. Um, hopefully, Walla can pick up a, a group one double at, at Brisbane. Um, yes, she's Gets in at 51 kilos. I think she's going really well, this preparation. She's been freshened up since her run in the Sangster, and she races well when fresh. Um, she's very good in that in that Sangster, instant celebrity, the winner. Just able to sort of pinch all the, the shortcuts along the inside. It was a, a good win, um, but Sapina was very good in her own right, running second there, half a length away. Um, she'll get back in the field from that wide draw, but uh, she does possess a very good finish on her day, and 
there looks to be quite a bit of speed um, in the race. Three or four leaders who you're likely to <clears throat> set a very genuine tempo. Um, but the big field's probably to be expected. But I think Subpoenaed will um, certainly take plenty of holding out. I think she's well over the odds. So 16 on top. In for second, I have the seven Wild Planet. Uh, he was excellent at Zoom in 10,000. Certainly ran better than I thought he was capable of. Almost chasing down Eduardo. He's a much better horse rising to 1,400 metres. The Herovian in the third. Um, look, the winning threat on the turn in the All-Star Mile, just for a fleeting moment, moment there. When second up last time in, um, obviously has to be always be respected up racing here and he's unbeaten at Eagle Farm. Uh, I think Vega 1, Mr. Quickie and Imaging will be ones I'll be throwing into Quaddy as well. My well, numbers 16, 7, 12 and 11. Yeah, we agree here. I'm with subpoenaed as well. I was with her in the Sankster and thought she was absolutely home for all money on the turn. Just uh, Damien Lane gave her a peach of a ride, three wide with cover. She loomed and then just wasn't banking on instant celebrity, gaining a glorious inside rails run. But it was a, a very good effort. Seven weeks fresh into that. So they've gone six weeks into this. I think that's the best setup for her. Kept fresh at these shorter trips. Just going to need a little bit of luck, obviously. But uh, I think she's going to run you a very good race. I'm keen on number 20 if he sneaks in, Amish Boy. I thought they may have scratched out back Barbie and run her earlier in the day, but uh, she has come out of that Hinkler. So they're going to need another scratching for Amish Boy to sneak in. But third in the new market earlier this prep, liked his run in the Fred Best. Got a long way back and hit the line very strongly behind Apache Chase. I think with no weight on his back, he's a, a really good roughie if he sneaks in. Three to fine. Very good run second up in the BRC sprint with 60 kilos, down to 54 and a half. She's an all-aged winner at Wait for Age against the boys. I think she's the other key winning hope. And seven, Wild Planet. That was a, an eye-catching run first up in the 10,000. And stepping up to the 1,400, really going to play into his hands. If Amish Boy doesn't get in, I'll chuck in the Herovian to make up my top four. But 16 on top from 23 and seven. And finally, at Eagle Farm, fourth leg of the Quaddy, race nine, Magic Millions, Dane Ripper Stakes, 1,300 metres, set weights and penalties for fillies and mares worth 200,000, Daniel. Probably been too loyal with Funstar along its journey, but I, I think this race sets up really nicely for, for her. She's first up uh, into this after a, an autumn campaign, which, look, didn't uh, yield any fruit, but... She took on the A-graders um, in a lot of those big races. That Chipping Norton run was very good behind, very elegant. Last seen dropping out in the Doncaster after sitting wide. But back to May, uh, back to um, back against her own sex here after a freshen up. Uh, drawn drawn ideally with Barrier 2 um, and back in grade as well. I think she's a good bet at around $10. So probably um, never again if she, if she sort of Let's me down here, but I'm going to give her one more chance. Fun star. Reel them in Ruby. The four I thought was a a, a great price. Uh, bet around 20 to one. Um, took on a, a pretty hot dark jewel classic at Scone. Last start, a group three race. And um, with even luck, probably goes close to beating Rocker Clock. Uh, just didn't get much room in the straight, but she was very good hitting the line hard there. She's drawn wide for this, which is won't, won't help, but... Um, I think she's going really well, this preparation. And, yeah, that that run behind Rocket Clock, I think that's good form for this. In for third, I've got the seven, Coventina Bay. And the form New Zealand stacks up well. Was second to Advantage 
Avantage last start at 1,600 metres. Back back in trip, the slight query, but um, a mare that certainly knows how to win, having won 8 of 14. And exhilarates in for fourth. Just seems to grow a leg in Queensland, this horse. One, four, seven, and nine. Yeah, well, the Kiwi contingent have been a bit disappointing in Queensland in the last few weeks. A lot of the provincial runners are getting beaten. Uh, I don't know if they've had a, a winner. Obviously, the former Kiwi now with Chris Waller, Charm Star, ran really well in the Oaks. But I think they'll get off the mark here. She's a talent, Coventina Bay. She's got a very good turn of foot. As Daniel said, got a good winning record. Eight from 14. Loved her trial win at the Sunshine Coast recently. And uh, look, the, they kept it very safe. $7 opened up. Uh, in the market, so I thought you might have got double figures, but clearly there's a few uh, that are keen on her as well. So I'm with seven, Coventina Bay to beat five, Sierra Sue. I thought she did enough first up at 1,200 metres. Just going to need a bit of luck again from a tricky gate, but she's got a serious turn of foot on her day. Ten, Brooklyn Hustle. uh, Got that confidence-boosting win last time out. She wasn't far off in the Group 1 Sangster prior to that. And I've thrown Funstar in. She's back against Mayors. She hasn't uh, been against her own sex for quite some time. And I think if she runs up to that those Apollo and Chipping Norton runs, then she's going to be competitive from a good gate. Seven on top for me from five, ten, and one. All righty, wrapping up that Matthew Eagle Farm card, Daniel Fest, race six, number nine, Garibaldi, Value Bet race eight, number 16, Joel Fest in the Brisbane Cup race four, number four, Knight's Order. And we just heard about his Value Bet race nine, number seven, Coventina Bay. They are racing at headquarters, Randwick, in Sydney on Saturday. Wet track likely. Few scratchings already. One black type race is race seven, the Bob Charlie AO's Stakes, 1100 metre quality handicap, and formerly known as the June Stakes. Uh, already four out of this 12 left in Joel. Where are you going here? Yeah, I'm with number eight. Uh, I think she definitely deserves another chance. She was caught wide, no cover first up in the Hortensia Stakes at Rose Hill and, and knocked up in the straight. She's uh, much better than that and I think deserves another chance. 12 Surreal Step was very good. Kept fresh back to the 1100 in that Hortensia. Hit the line hard and just missed Elberman. Uh, they've kept him fresh again, stays at this trip. He'll get a soft run from the low draw and he'll be finishing hard late. Four, Embracer, needs to bounce back. He was disappointing in that Hortensia, but he was a strong winner first up at Hawkesbury. Tim Clark, who rode him both times, he thought just raced a bit flat there at Rose Hill. So giving him another chance to uh, to bounce back and uh, a bit of a knockout run up. He's going to improve over further, but I've really liked his trials. Number two, Count of Monte Cristo. He was a real talent in Singapore, won 10 from 34, over 2 mil. Now with Chris Lees, as I said, 1,100, sort of right on the the edge of being, you know, his distance range. So we'll watch for him late, but uh, I don't want to leave him out of my quaddy. Eight from 12, four and two. Yeah, and with the 12, surreal step. I really like his run in the Hortensia, earning some black type. Um, there he was... He likes to sing out this horse. It was on a soft seven there at Rose Hill. Um, and uh, I think it was a run of a coming winner. Um, does meet a pretty strong, uh, handy field here. Um, but I'm happy to back him on an each way basis, the 12. Eight for Toos. Um, didn't have it easier in that same race at Ortensia first up. Uh, into one a trial. Uh, the five out along. Uh, returned to form at, at this track last start, defeating Wanderbar. Um, she is a man in the past that has... 
shown that when she finds form, she holds it. Uh, finds winning form, she can hold it. So hopefully she can, um, yeah, give another good run here. And in for fourth, I have the four embracer twelve eight five four. All righty, and talk us through your um, your specials here, starting with you, Joel, and uh, we start in the first leg of the quaddy here, race six. Yeah, my best of the day, race six, number 13, Opacity. Now, the stablemate, open favourite, has been heavily backed into, I think it was sort of 480 into 360, Kerwin's Lane, number seven, but I'm with the other O'Shea runner, number 13, Opacity. Now, his recent form reads a bit patchy on paper, I just think this sets up really well. His first two runs this time in were good. He just got too far back and sort of hit the line late. Uh, just think the step up in distance. And I like this setup with these open handicaps. These horses that get him down on the light weights has the claim, so drops a lot in weight, and he can certainly handle soft ground. So keen on opacity, race six, number 13. I think the best value, race four, number eight, Shake, who is an acceptor for the last race at Eagle Farm. She drew very wide up in Brisbane first up in the Helen Coglin, made some ground back to the inside. I just thought she set up well here from an inside gate. She's won two or four last prep, very competitive this level. Gravina's going to be hard to beat off an impressive last start win. But if Shake goes around here at around 8 or $9, I think she's worth a play each way. My best comes up in race five. Uh, Zing on the quick backup ran Rosehill last Saturday and, and just missed in a, in a three-way go there to finish third. Um, she won third up uh, at this track track and trip last preparation. It was a, a good win at Rambert going forward and, and proving too tough there on the speed. And I think she looks hard to beat here. So, Zing, race five, number four, my best. The value comes up in in race number nine, the last race. The, the stable mate, Criminal Code, uh, excellent return uh, over a trip I thought would be a little short of his best at Randwick. Um um, records a very quick late split so I think he's looks to have come back in terrific order being a pretty consistent horse since arriving in Australia um, he's only he's been in the, the minor money more often than not um, and I hopefully can add to his win total here second up um, yeah, it's a very pleasing return and, and double figure odds looks to be a good bet in the last race race 9 number 7 in Melbourne, the action heads down to the southeast at Sandown, where it should be pretty wet and mainly benchmark races through the day. So uh, probably only going to need to find one or two winners on the nine race card, Joel, to finish well in front. In fact, I would recommend that as soon as you get in front, you put the queue in the rack. So uh, <laughs> what, uh, what, have you, what have you found for us, Joel? Yeah, tricky day. I'm taking on you with our best bets, Barks. I... I I do think there's a couple of dangers to my one. Bedford is my best, race five, number five. I think Dr. Drill and even the former uh, European galloper, Verimley, can test him, but uh, really liked his second up run at Caulfield out to 2,000 metres on a good three surface. He ran on strongly against the pattern behind Yonkers. 54 and a half, very well placed, and he loves wet ground. I just think he's ready to peak third up. And my value bet, well, a few of these, a few of our winning post uh, tipsters have found this one, and uh, you're, you found it as well, Barks. Race 7, number 15, visualising. Greg Urell's got three in this race. I think they've all got a chance, too. They're all coming off uh, last start maiden wins. But I thought visualising was the pick. He was competitive at his first three. Runner-up to Arabian Hussey, runner-up to Foxy Friday. That's pretty good form lines. And I thought the maiden win 
had a bit of something about it at Cranbourne last time out. So, yeah, you know, a bit tricky to line up these last start maiden winners, but I thought he would measure up and run well each way. My best comes up in the opening. Um, says probably won't be the only one to find Ranveer, this winning Rupert Cole, who was put away after a promising debut down the Flemington Strait. Finished second there. The winner of that race was... A very smart profiteer. Um, Ranveer actually started the 260 favourite in the field and the profiteer was far too good for him that day. But he did beat everyone, everyone else, uh, everything else in a in a fast run race. Uh, the recent jump out at Mornington was, was super impressive. He did it easy over 700 metres. and Really promising colt who I'm keen to back first up. So race one, four, uh, race one number five, the best bet. The value comes up in race four. It's a big field like um, most of the races... On the card, but little Stevie, I thought was was well over the odds um, around that sixteen seventeen dollar mark. She's had an excellent preparation. She's won three races this time in. She was fourth at Sandown last start, sat sat second outside the leader, and look had her chance um, when rising in grade. Um, but look, the form prior was very good. One on a tough day to lead at Bendigo when, when leading two back, and yeah, as I said, she's been. Going really well this time, and she does enjoy racing on um, on affected ground and drawn ideally in barrier runs. She'll be right up on the speed, and I think we'll take some catching. Little Stevie will be, be in the race for a long way anyway. So good each way bet in race four. Race four, number twelve. Uh, yeah, as Joel mentioned, my best is race five, number one, Doctor Drill. Uh, just sort of coming out, uh, dropping back from uh, black type racing in Adelaide, and. Stepping up to his best trip, 1800. I guess the heavy track is a slight query. It's not a query for my value bet. Uh, the Warren Bull trained Hostar, or Hostar, race two, number 13, who uh, is at a good price, going okay, and certainly loves the heavy, which we are expecting it to be. Uh, been fairly wet over in Adelaide as well, Daniel, and they're racing on the parks track. What have you got for us there? Uh, my best comes up in race two, Royal Obsession from the, the Corsons uh, stable. Uh, started right in the market on debut at Geelong uh, probably about 11 months ago. And in a what turned out to be a good form race, um, just led them up there and and didn't quite finish off. Was, as I said, quickly spelled after that run. Um, the recent jump out looked um, was quite impressive, leading all the way there. And I think shown intent to bring, bring her to Adelaide. So I think finds a um, not an overly strong uh, maiden race at Morville in the second event. So that's my best. Race two, number 11. The value comes up in race seven. Lord Grafton Avenue, he's had a pre- pretty lengthy campaign uh, in what is his, his, his debut campaign. This will be his sixth run. Um, but I thought he was very good last start at Murray Bridge. He probably wouldn't have beaten the winner Carudo, but certainly would have finished second with even luck. Just couldn't really get clear until about the 200 metre mark and, and went out, um, found the line nicely. He was back from 1,600 metres to 1,200 metres that day. So I thought it was a a pretty a pretty good run. Rises slightly in trip for this. Um, is worth noting, is entered to run in uh, at Murray Bridge on the Sunday as well. So take note of that. But if here, uh, can certainly entertain at 14 to 1. Race 7, number 12, Grafton Avenue. All righty. Uh, Joel, anything in Adelaide? No, nothing there for me. Okay, so um, we're racing at Belmont again in Perth. 
And there is a good race. It is a group three. It is uh, the C Corp Hyperion Stakes over 1,600 metres. Uh, they met most of these a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the winner was the Velvet King and BJ Ryan, who was expecting the Velvet King to uh, need a run on that occasion, uh, was so impressed with that win that he reckons the Velvet King can win again second up as well to beat dance music, Dig Deep and Leading Girl. So that's 3, 11, 6 and 13. In race 8, PJ's best is race 7, number 9, Aberdeen Queen. And his value bet, race 3, number 4, the Spruker. Joel, earlier in the day across the Tasman, they are racing at Tarapa and Trentham. Indeed, they are at Tarapa. Uh, we're looking at uh, well, sort of a slow, sort of heavy track. Uh, my best is She's Delicious in the last, race eight, number 10. She's got a long way back at her last couple and hit the line hard, over 1,600. I think the step up to 2,100 is going to suit. She should be able to settle a bit closer, even though she's a three-year-old filly taking on the older horses. That's not too bad at this time of the year. My value bet comes up in race four, and it's number 10, Phase Warrior. This bloke had won a couple of trials before his debut on the new synthetic track at Cambridge. He set outside the leader, eventual winner, and just knocked up in the straight, but didn't fade badly, even though he finished eighth. I didn't think it was a bad run. I think he'd take a lot of improvement out of that. I wouldn't be shocked to see sharp improvement from him. Race four, number 10, and at Trentham, where it's likely to be very heavy ground. Sticking with Chase, race seven, number seven, made him the value bet a couple of weeks ago, but he was very heavily backed, started favourite, and duly saluted, one by five and a half lengths. That was a as a maiden running in a benchmark 65. So now he's up to benchmark 74, but I think it looks up to it, and my value bet comes up in the last race eight, number 11, surprise me. A few duck eggs in this girl's form, but a couple of those were in pretty strong three-year-old uh, staying races. Back to benchmark grade two, runs back and ran very well for fifth. Just forgetting last run, just had a B in her bonnet, raced very fiercely throughout and just wouldn't settle. Finished last. They've taken the blinkers off, put the earmuffs on. That might switch her back on. So we'll give her another go. Race eight, number 11. Okie dokie. That takes care of a big Saturday of racing around Australasia and brings us to our best $20 bet for the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Yes, well, no, didn't exactly cover ourselves in glory last week. One of Joel's was scratched. Mine won, but uh, you only got $26 back for your 20 so nothing to skype about there. Uh, we had had a few profits uh, the previous couple of weeks, and we need to get back to profit this time. I'm going to go slightly more gutsy, probably only slightly. I'm going in the... JJ Atkins at Eagle Farm. I'm going to have $10 each way on that Chris Waller runner. I was talking about Kate Breton, who is at about 15 bucks. so uh, even a place should be enough for a decent profit. Joel, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm going to go each way too at Eagle Farm. We'll wait for the last race, nine, number seven, Coventina Bay. 
20 on the nose of uh, Garibaldi, I think, will be really hard to beat in race six at Eagle Farm. Excellent. Well, all the action is at Eagle Farm, and uh, it does indeed look to be uh, an excellent way to spend your Saturday is to settle in front of the races. Um, that uh, leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. Uh, it is online now, and I know I said that last week and there were a few hiccups with the platform, the issue platform that we use, but uh, I have checked and it is definitely available right now as we speak to you uh, with all the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Fields for Warwick Farm Monday and uh, plenty of big fields right throughout the weekend this weekend. Uh, 121 pages is our online version uh, and only set to back the five bucks. Uh, so enjoy that. Enjoy the weekend. Back plenty of winners. Weekend if you're having it, especially uh, if you are emerging from lockdown in Melbourne. And we will talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.